how are you, sir? Hi, Dr. Tommy. Good morning. I am all thank you. I'm yourself. I am good. Thank you for joining the Wellness and Wahala podcast show. So it is a great honor um, to have you today. Um, so for those of you tuning in to the podcast for the first time, um, I'm Dr. Tommy, better known as Ama Ava, and um, the Wellness and Wahala podcast gives you great tips on wellness, public health wellness, and current affairs. And Wahala in Nigerian Pidgin English means issues or problems. So I have great subject matter experts um, to give us great tips on how to avoid um, or overcome various Wahalas that we might um, face. And today's topic is a deeper dive into Joseph Mandate. And I have a wonderful guest. Um, he's an ambassador for Christ. So if you know anything about ambassadors, um, a top diplomat in the spiritual realm. He's an author, he's an apostle, and he's my personal spiritual father. So I am um, extremely honored um, to have you on the show. Thank you once again, sir. I'm glad to be here, Dr. Tony. Um, I just want to tell you all that are tuning in from all over the world. If you do not know um, Michael Adeyemi Adekaransen, let me give you just a small synopsis of who he is because he's extremely powerful. Um, even before coming in to ministry, um, he was in aviation. Um, so I call him the triple A, you know, so Adeyemi Adekaransen, an apostle. Um, and if you know anybody in the U.S. that has triple A, whenever you have a problem, you call triple A to come and rescue you if you have a flat tire. So he's my triple A um, in the spiritual realm. But he's a strong apostolic voice to the nations and the chief servant, uh, chief servant over Kingdom Lifeline Apostolic Ministry International. He's an international conference speaker and a prolific teacher and prophet of the depths of the word of God. His ministry focuses on the word, true worship and prayer for the edification of the spirit, soul and body. His mandate stems from Isaiah 42, six and seven and his core message that runs with the Ecclesia. And I know he would talk more about that. Apostle Yemi, he is finally called, carries strong apostolic grace, prophetic mantle, for open heavens and dismantling territorial strongholds, especially strongholds here in the U.S., across Africa, Canada. He's been all over the world. Um, he's characterized by deliverance ministry, going deeper into the word of God. Hence the title, um, A Deeper Dive into Joseph Mandate. He provides oversight and covering to numerous ministries and some around the globe. His passion is the salvation of souls, empowerment of sons, um, discipled into the fullness of their redemptive purposes. He is married to Lady Sharon, my um, my mommy, and um, he's just a, a, a great leader. And, um, and I'm so honored to have you on this podcast for such a time as this to talk about the importance um, of Joseph Mandate, your upcoming book that is coming out. So um, over to you, Sa. Um, to tell us more about um, the upcoming book, Joseph Mandates, and how it's going to play really a significant role um, in Africa and us here in the diaspora season. Over to you, sir. Okay, basically, the Joseph Mandate was that um, 
God raised up Joseph as the son that Jacob loved, put upon him a coat of many colors, and um, uh, Joseph was was sold into slavery by his brothers, and he was bought by Ishmaelites and ended up in Egypt. Now, Egypt was a generic name for Africa. Egypt, in biblical times, and uh, was known as the land of the Nile. And the Nile extends from all the way in North Africa down, down towards the southern part of Africa. So Egypt then was a generic, is a generic name, was it in the Bible, was a generic name for Africa, the land of Cush or Ethiopia. And so here is Joseph, he's sold into slavery into Egypt. He's in the house of Potiphar as Potiphar's steward. And um, he takes charge of all Potiphar's affairs. He ends up in jail. And from jail, he comes before the Pharaoh of Egypt. He solves the problem of the Pharaoh by giving an interpretation to the dream the Pharaoh had. And then not only gives the interpretation to the dream, but brings provides the solution to the interpretation of the dream, mm-hmm. which uh, culminates in Joseph's developing systems, systems to bring, mm, uh, to develop the whole of the continent. So there was what I call, describe a systemic reformation and um, thus fulfilling a prophecy that God himself had given concerning Africa's role um, in the end times, in times such as this. So basically, the whole world came to Africa to buy grain or buy food from Joseph because Joseph was in charge of the grain production in Egypt or, as you would, the continent. So the Joseph mandate is about a people, uh, a Joseph-type people that God is raising up in these end times to come back to Africa and rebuild or uh, uh, Africa, bring systemic reformation so that Africa can take its place in providing sustenance for the rest of the world. In the time of Joseph, there was a world famine Mm-hmm. And all the nations came to Egypt to buy food from from Egypt through the stewardship of Joseph, the Joseph Mandate. That in a nutshell is what the Joseph Mandate is about. How do we yes. begin to provide that systemic reformation so that Africa can take its place in God's end time plan to, to bring sustenance to the rest of the world. Whew, that's, that's a lot. So I think, um, you know, just historically and, and just stereotypically, um, Africa has been looked down on um, for its potential. You know, even the terms they say um, it's a developing country. And, you know, if we look at just historically, one of the things that I'll, I, um, I was shocked, you know, when I when I read just the the summary synopsis of your book, taking us back to the historical importance 
and role that Africa um, has played. Like it says, Alexandria, Timbuktu by extension in Africa were the cradles of ancient civilization. They built palaces, harbors and havens, lighthouses, the greatest library in the world, Africa, the greatest museum of antiques. Even when you're talking about the pyramids, the the mathematical geniuses, um, sciences, astronomy, um, really came out of Africa. Africa was the crucible of all great cultures and minds of the Asian worlds through Alexandra. And in fact, just like you've highlighted in biblical times, um, preserving the, the prosperity and um, even Jesus during the time of Hera, the queen of Sheba, um, the wealth that came from Africa supporting the kingdom's expansion, the Ethiopian Enoch and um, Candace, the queen of Ethiopia. How Joseph mandate um, is just like you said about raising Joseph type company of people mandated to spearhead systemic reparation and transformation for sustainable grow it to empower not only Africa, but the world. Um, so really going into that redemptive gift. And as you know, two days ago, October 16th was World Food Day. And food insecurity during this pandemic um, has been a, a big issue. More people are food insecure, don't have access to food and especially nutritious food. Um, so can you <laughs> tell us more about the importance of food security and the agriculture potential in Africa and especially how that um, relates to Joseph's mandate and really trying to raise up Joseph-type people uh, mandated to implement these sustainable systems just like you said for such a time as this. Over to you. Well, basically, Africa's, you can fit into Africa's landmass a lot of the major continents in the earth. That gives you an example of how the size of Africa's landmass, of which 85% has lain unexploited um, up till today. And um, Africa is richly endowed with not only the landmass, but a lot of mineral wealth. Unfortunately, the challenge has been over years that it has been uh, exploited Mm-hmm. and um, unfairly and un- or rather unjustly mm-hmm. and deliberately impoverished yeah. to uh, to provide um, all these years up till now sustenance for the rest of the world in terms of for example it's diamonds for example all the rich minerals that Africa has yes. the, oil, the oil wealth and so on and so forth and over the years and over the centuries, Africa has been looked down upon, given names such as the Dark Continent and so on and so forth, which historically is not true. Because a whole world came, as you mentioned, to Africa. They learned, they had the greatest library in Alexandria, the greatest architectural feast, the pyramid, um, the greatest library uh, uh, and museums of artifacts. We taught the world science. Mm-hmm. We taught the world astronomy. We taught the world mathematics. Mm-hmm. Just the pyramid is is is, is 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 the epitome of mathematical genius. Yes. <laughs> and astronomical genius. So it was Africa was the cradle of ancient civilization. Mm-hmm. So it is totally untrue. Um, uh, 
the uh, the narrative that has been painted about Africa is not quite true, and unfortunately, we Africans ourselves believed that narrative. Yes. But it's time to change because God prophesies in the scriptures that in the last days, a uh, uh, revival shall come out of Kush, Africa. In the last days, Isaiah 19, there shall be an altar in the midst of Africa. Uh, Ethiopia shall lift up her hands. So the scriptures show us that Africa has an end time role to play. The whole world came to Africa to buy food in the time of Joseph. First beginning with Jacob and his sons and Joseph uh, sustained Jacob and his sons in a time of world famine. And the rest of the world, the Bible tells us, came to buy food from 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 Pharaoh through the administration of Joseph by the systems that Joseph had put in place for food security. The World Food Organization will tell you that there's a shortage of food in the world. Yes. Over all the years, uh, we've experienced droughts around the world, famines earthquakes, so on and so forth. So there is a significant reduction of food output. And together with global warming, climate change, that has uh, exacerbated the matter. Mm -hmm. And then there is population growth. So the whole green energy thing, the whole climate thing is all about the fact that there is there are we are depleting the resources global warming we're depleting the resources in the earth and with the population growth there will be if there's a food shortage and the global supply of food uh would not be sustainable for the population increase that the globe is experiencing mm-hmm. yes so basically, uh, everything that God has written, uh, Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. What has been shall be. So things repeat themselves. Now, Africa's potential is, is large, by and large, largely untapped. Yeah. So Africa has a lot of the resources potentially that we can that can be used to provide sustenance for the, for the rest of the world even in these times of global warming and so on and so forth but for that potential to be realized then there has to be systemic reformation we have to build the systems joseph built systems mm-hmm. he developed systems to secure not just food production but food preservation and all the attendant accessories that will provide uh, uh, efficiency for world trade uh, in commodities and so on and so forth. Those are some great uh, gems of wisdom that you just dropped. And just to add to that, um, the potential of Africa, over 65% of the land, because it's a, a very big continent, um, and just to put it in perspective, visually, you know, it can fit the U.S., Canada, U.K., you know, many countries easily and still have a lot of 
space. And if you're talking about the population that we currently have now, there's over 7 billion people in the world, but more than 3 billion are experiencing food insecurity. That's almost 40% of the world. So when is looking at the potential and, and over 65 of the uh, percent of the land is pretty much untapped. <laughs> it's uncultivated in Africa. It's really the, the place where we can start building those sustainable systems to not only feed us in Africa, but across the entire world. And some of those systems you mentioned as like the storage preservation system, you know, there's going to need transportation system, you know, the logistics of that. There's going to be a lot of those systems. And I think that a lot of Africans in the diaspora are doing extremely well. When you talk about the most educated uh, migrants here in the U.S., Nigerians are number one, for example, and even Nigeria is the most populated nation in Africa. So even you coming from Nigeria, Seth, um, and Nigeria and Africa really being a continent um, of refuge and, you know, um, Nigeria being a, and, and Abuja and, and all of the cities there being a place of refuge. Um, what are some of the things that we can do now? To, you know, one of the things that I worked on when I was there was on trying to advocate to the government on trying to put more investments into agriculture and food security. Currently, the Nigerian budget, they, they invest less than 2% of their annual budget towards food security and agriculture. So if they can at least, at the minimum, put 10%, which they promised um, 10 years ago when all the 54 heads of states met in Maputo, Mozambique, and they signed the Maputo Pledge that all the heads of states in Africa will put 10% of their national budget towards agriculture and food security and preservation. And only about three countries met, that was one of them, Ghana is doing quite well. Um, but as far as Nigeria, we're far from that 10%. So what are some of the, um, some of the strategies you think we can start doing to really transform our mindsets and really um, try to put these um, strategies in place to ensure that we are prepared, not only for us, but for people around the world. Um, because I really believe, especially now there's a pandemic, you know, there's increased 40% of the world, um, 3 billion are already facing food insecurity. And as the population increases, that number is gonna increase, um, the 3 billion. So what are um, some of, just give us a sneak peek of some of the solutions and systems that Joseph put in place and the Joseph Mandate book that is coming out and what can be rolled out, implemented now, sir? I, I don't want to say too much uh, because I, I want people to go and Get read the book. Yes. But basically, um, one of the things that needs to, to, to uh, transpire on the continent is a leadership shift mm -hmm. and a shift in our leadership paradigms and so on and so forth. The first thing that Joseph did, the scriptures tell us in Psalms, that he trained Pharaoh's leaders. He trained Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's uh, uh, senators. Mm -hmm. So he gave them a sense of vision of what it would take to transform um, Egypt and the Egyptian economy so that there would be sustenance during the year of famine how to save up during the years of prosperity certain percentages and build uh, food reserve systems or storage systems 
so that So thank you. Yeah. yeah. So the leadership, um, as you said, that you're not going to give us all the the details because, of course, they need to go um, grab the Joseph mandate when they come out. But um, as you can continue, please, on the different strategies, um, starting with um, where you left off about the, the training of leadership. Um, we need that type of transformational training. Um, that Joseph started and, and other strategies we can try to roll out um, to prepare ourselves. Um, just giving us a quick summary, but of course, more details um, in the book. Over to you, Seth. Yeah, so so basically, the first thing that Joseph, that there needs to be a, a leadership change and a paradigm shift or, uh, of, of uh, a leadership paradigm shift um, on the continent. Because what has happened over the years is that um, because our leaders are somewhat ignorant of God and God's plan and the wisdom that God has given us in his word, we have uh, uh, built systems in Africa that are not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, leaders come into places of um, power and they use their power um, corruptly and perversely for self-enrichment, self-aggrandizement, and not for sustainable development for the populace of the continent. And so the first thing that Joseph did is, in his discourse with Pharaoh, he gave vision, a long-term vision, at least a 14-year vision begin with a short-term 14-year vision for for Africa. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is going to be seven years of prosperity. So let's develop a, 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 a food preservation system and a food budget. And all the food that we produce, we're going to save certain percentages and we're going to store it. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 105 that Joseph taught Pharaoh's senators. Mm-hmm. So Joseph educated Pharaoh's senators at the behest of Pharaoh um, the strategic plan that God had given him for Africa, not the plan that they had developed for themselves or the plan that foreign nations and world powers had uh, had had uh, 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 yoked Africa to. Yes, yes. Yes. And so the basic challenge of African nations is that even though we are very spiritual, mm-hmm. we haven't been able to decode the wisdom that God has given us for the development of the continent into its redemptive purposes that would the whole world would be better off for but right now 
Africa and the nations therein are being plundered and its wealth is being plundered by a few power groups and the, the continents and the nations and the peoples therein are being left impoverished. So 85% of the, the populace of Africa are below the poverty level. Why should that be? Exactly. When we are one of the most richly, the most richly endowed continent in the earth. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that Joseph did was brought education of the vision that God had for the nations and the continent. Yes. That that is a lot. So of course, everyone, I know you are eager to, to know more about what we can do to really roll out sustainable strategies um, and to prepare um, for, you know, for more challenging Wahala times to come. So, so, so Tommy, if I might interrupt you, please. Yes, so the most critical thing right now is a mindset transformation. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if we don't transform the mindsets of our leaders, and the people in government and governance, they will continue to play into an agenda that ends up impoverishing the nations and making the nations of the continent subservient to world powers. And that cannot happen. Africa and the nations therein must come out of its own. So I often say this, there needs to be a mindset transformation so that there can be systemic reformation for sustainable revival. Right, right. So we have to start in education and Ooh. transforming mindsets now, into a vision that God has, not just for the nations, but for the continent as a whole. And, and I think that um, as I introduce you as an ambassador for Christ, um, and as anybody know, an ambassador represents a nation and, you know, you re- represent God's kingdom here on earth as it is um, in heaven. And just the significant role of Joseph mandates and how we need to even really get this book um, in the hands of diplomatic leaders, um, ambassadors, ministers, um, especially ministers of agriculture um, and ministers of finance. Um, this, this is a really um, important book. And I think it will be, you know, a work plan um, to really give us the strategies that have already been implemented before. And and Joseph, you know, rolled it out and was extremely successful. I mean, he it was 14 years, over a decade in advance, preparing um, for more challenging Wahala times. And usually if you study um, previous pandemics, what follows is a lot of um, unemployment and food insecurity and famines. Um, and recessions and, and so forth. So, you know, just those patterns and cycles, um, as you said, repeats itself. So your book is extremely important. Um, just a summary synopsis of what I've read so far. I know that it is extremely eager, um, not just for everyone listening um, to get a hold of this book. Um, and once again, um, it will be launching soon. Um, how you can get more information, um, you can go to um, Michael Adeyemi Adefaronson's website, which is org. 
So Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Adeyemi, A-D-E-Y-E-M-I, Adefarancin, A-D-E-F-A-R-A-S-I-N. And I've also dropped the link um, in my podcast.org. He's also on Facebook and um, Instagram. He has other um deeper um, dive um, sessions and soul clinic and, and, and morning um, prayers commanding the morning and, and of the day so he you know he's a prophetic Sorry, planting the heavens planting the heavens so um, I will drop all of those links um, because all of it is connected um, just spiritually um, physically we need to be in preparation for you know what is to come um the pandemic has brought a lot of challenges um to the nations but there's more challenges that actually follow a pandemic and just being a public health expert and um a former diplomat and just knowing how things um run and just like apostle said it is cycle so but the good thing is god is faithful and he has already given us um a template through how Joseph already um, implemented just sustainable strategies that you will find um, key systems across the various sectors um, because all of the sectors have to work together. When you're talking about agriculture plan, you know, it, it has to deal with communication. It has to do with training um, and so, so much other things. So it cuts across um, all sectors, actually. Um, so the Joseph Mandate book is, is going to be really a manual to help us build these sustainable systems for Africa and really to help not only um, increase our food um, insecurity and, um, and to protect us um, in a, a famine situation. So, Sa, um, I wanted you to leave us with any um, last words that you might have or close us out and pray us, um, Sa. Over to okay. you. So basically, the first book is, the first volume is just at, uh, the t- <laughs> thing. Uh, the next volume would go much deeper into the what's and the how's, <laughs> the why's, and so on and so forth. But basically, this is what I believe. Just God is raising a Joseph-type people that are in diaspora around the world. You have, we have a lot of Africans all over the world. Mm-hmm. And they have been highly educated, both in technology, in academia, in, in diverse fields. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it is God's will is part of God's plan to bring them back to Africa like God took the children of Israel into exile in Babylon Mm -hmm. and then a remnant returned to rebuild Jerusalem. So also those are in in diaspora uh, in, in quotes like the children of Israel were in exile in Babylon. So they are in exile and God is going to bring them back or wants to bring them back to begin to restore and rebuild Africa. The the thing is that God has a plan. Mm -hmm. God has a template. God has a methodology. 
God has a way in which he wants to do it. And as long as we can download those blueprints and patterns and do it God's way, then there's no reason why Africa cannot become a leading continent in the globe. Ooh, and, you know, that that is just prophetic. And I think even me um, just relocating and, and just listening to the calling of God um, and, and coming back to, to serve, and Nigeria, my ancestral land, it's a great pleasure when um, a lot of us in the diaspora can come back um, and and rebuild. And a lot have already started opening um, their doors. Like you know, Ghana, you know they they celebrated the year of the return. The president Nana um, has encouraged a lot of African Americans, and I and I have a lot of friends that have have already started investing. Um, even buying real estate, coming back um, to Africa. So I think that that is very, very strategic. And um, the two scriptures that um, really stood out um, in relation to the Joseph Mandate book, as you talked about that, the Joseph Mandate is about raising um, those Joseph type companies, especially in the diaspora that are mandated to spearhead the systemic reformation and transformation for sustainable change. So I would... Um, leave you all with the scripture Psalms 68 and I'm reading for three of life um, version um, verse 32 which says nobles will come from Egypt and Cush runs to stretch her hands to Africa so um, and that is and that is really Africa and then Isaiah 1919 and that day there will be an altar to Adonai to God in the middle of the land of Egypt Africa and next to the border a pillar um, to Adonai. So thank you once again um, for tuning into this show. Um, please um, leave um, comments. You know, I would I would drop the link to all of Apostle Yemi's um, social media page. And when you do leave the comments, please use the hashtag wellness and Wahala. Use that um, hashtag Joseph Mandates and also use the hashtag um, Resilient Africa. So once again, Sai, it is a great pleasure um, to have you, my spiritual father, an ambassador for Christ, an author, um, and an apostle who has his upcoming book, Joseph Mandate, coming out. And it's really going to be a blueprint. Um, and that's going to be volume one. You know, volume two is going to be out. And, you know, and there's going to be strategic task force that I believe will be built across and come together from the various um, sectors across the diaspora to really implement um, God's kingdom plan through Joseph Mandate. So thank you once again, Sai. Um, I salute you and over to you um, for your final words, Sai. So we want to just encourage all of, all of you of African descent um, in diaspora that we have a motherland that God has charged us with the responsibility to rebuild, to fulfill his redemptive plan, to preserve the rest of the world population. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will prompt and stir your hearts about the reality of what God wants us to do so that you can take responsibility and fulfill your part in God's plan for the continent. And also, I pray that God will bring 
leadership that under fears him and that understands his plan to build an enabling environment for those of you in diaspora to return to use your skills acquired skills and experience to build the continent so may god's plan be superimposed god's plan for africa over every african person or every person of african descent and over the nations of africa and we pray that god will raise up voices that will begin to speak of of these things to stir the continent into god's redemptive plan that he has written in his word in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for that powerful prayer and for all the gems of wisdom and once again everyone stay tuned for joseph mandate is coming up and i will drop the link and thank you so much once again have a blessed day god bless you god bless you too thank you Tommy. thank you shalom shalom your girl dr tommy better known as Emma obaso thank you for tuning in to the wellness and wahala podcast thank you to my sponsors anchor and nido ss nigerian and diaspora organization south savannah chapter god bless you thank you to my special guest this week michael adeyemi adefarasi please when his book drops joseph mandate please Make sure you support and purchase it. And once again, you can go to the link in the bio to find out more information at his website and the social media pages. Once again, thank you. Have a blessed day. Shout out to Nido SS, Nigerians and Diaspora Organization, and Anchor. God bless. I'm going to play Apostles, one of his favorite songs by Dunson Oyinka, Fragrance to Fire. May praise and worship come, you know, as praises go up, let's blessings come down upon you all. And once again, don't forget to get the Joseph Mandate book once it's released. Fragrance to Fire. Thank mm-hmm. you.